mindfulness mode. Just know that you are already perfection. You are already whole, complete, and enough as you are. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm so glad that you joined me today because I'm here with a New York Times best-selling author and star of the movie Letting Go, which if you haven't seen it, you need to see this. He was featured in the movie The Secret, and he's a founding member of the Transformational Leadership Council. Now, Mindful Tribe, have you ever struggled with anger, frustration, jealousy, anxiety, stress, or fear? I mean, what a question is that? Well, my guest today has been teaching a method for 40 years to overcome these challenges. It's called the Sedona Method. I'm thrilled to tell you that today I'm here with the author of the Sedona Method, the book, that is. And the author, his name is Hale Dwoskin. Hale, so great to have you here. It's my honor to have you on Mindfulness Mode. Are you, in, are you in Mindfulness Mode today, Hale? <laughs> yes, that's kind of where I live. <laughs> that's where you live. I know it is. Yeah. Well, it's so exciting to talk to you. So what does mindfulness mean to you, Hale? Well, it's interesting. I don't really think about that term too often. The term that I use is presence or awareness or beingness. And the way I would describe it is living presence. Uh, both there is a living presence that we're all experiencing moment to moment, whether aware of it or not. Plus, we can live as presence or live in the company of presence if that's too far for us to go. When you're aware of the truth of who you are, that naturally um, informs everything you experience from a very different place. There's a still mind, an open heart, and, and just a, an ability to respond appropriately to whatever is happening within you or around you. Well, Hale, so many of us seem to be really good at letting go of positive emotions. We let go of those faster, don't we? And we hold on to negative ones. Like, why, why is that part of the human condition? Doesn't that seem funny that we're created that way? Well, we're not actually created that way. The, how are the, we created? If you look at young children and you uh -huh. see how they respond to emotion, they generally hold on. They don't have to hold on to the good emotion because that is their resting state. Most children have to effort to get into a negative emotion. And it's not that they don't, they do. But what's different between us and young children is young children haven't been convinced that they're limited yet. They haven't been trained out of their natural ability to let go of stress and tension and anxiety and any, uh, they don't even think of it as stress, tension, and anxiety. Those are adult terms. Kids contract and then they naturally let go. Kids, their resting state is towards openness. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that. If they've been, if the child has been severely beaten up by, by life, but children naturally gravitate in this direction and we train them out of it. So that's what's natural. 
In fact, what I've noticed uh, through working with people is that it's easier to live a natural life than the life, what most of us call the normal life, which is struggling with the uncomfortable emotions. And the, the good emotions seem to slip away only because they are also what's natural in adults, except they're covered over by layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. I could go on for a long time. Of beliefs, emotions, ideas, um, dogmas, uh, habit patterns, all these things that without realizing we're accumulating, we accumulate throughout our lifetimes and it becomes a heavier and heavier burden for us to carry. Let's talk about Lester Levison. Sure. Who, who was Lester? Tell us about who he was to you and how well, well you knew him and what you learned from him. Sure. Lester Levinson what is the man who inspired the Sedona Method. And back in 1952, at age uh, 42, he was sent home to die from a second coronary. And rather than go back, rather than give up, he decided to go back to the lab within himself. He was a scientist and an entrepreneur and an engineer. Uh, and he'd studied psychology and many other the he liked to study. <laughs> and he'd studied a lot of the fields of man except spirituality because he believed that was not provable and not important. Uh, and so when he got this death sentence, he went back to his uh, penthouse apartment over on Central Park South in Manhattan overlooking the park. And he started a process of self-inquiry, trying to discover what had gotten him into this mess. And very quickly, he realized that he had gotten himself into it. It wasn't anyone else's fault. It was something that he was carrying within himself. And he also spontaneously discovered that we all have this ability to just simply let it go, allow it to unravel, allow it to dissolve. And when we allow ourselves to tap this natural ability, we, we can discover that all of us have this ability to just unburden ourselves. And I met Lester back in 1976 at a seminar that I organized for another seminar leader. It was a one-year seminar. And people guests and people came and there were regulars and then people came and went as part of the seminar and Lester came and I didn't even really notice him in the seminar because he just watched he didn't really say or do anything to draw attention to himself which is kind of the Lester's way but then I was incredibly fortunate that Lester and I and the other organizer and the seminar leader went out to lunch and as I hung out with Lester and I heard a little bit about what he did, he didn't say that much about it, but I could feel that he was this living embodiment of truth. Didn't even use that word. He was a living embodiment of love and peace and certainty. And just by being with him for that lunch, I knew I wanted to find out more. And found out they had a weekend course starting the, that 
next weekend. And without really knowing much about it, I signed up for it. And as the course unfolded, uh, I realized the power of what this was. And I also had this um, insight in the middle of the course that, oh, this is why I'm here to do this work and to share this work. And uh, that was 1976. So it's been 44 years. And it's that, that certainty about my purpose in life to share this and to help others with it has never changed. Uh, and the, the benefits I've received over the years have contributed, uh, continued to um, pile up. And the, the gains and insights and breakthroughs I've seen in other people over more than four decades are, are still confounding to me, even after all these years. And before Lester died, he turned over all his copyrights to me and basically passed the lineage to me, even though this is not a lineage. There are no lineage holders. There's no... Um, there's no guru, disciple, anything going on in, from any tradition. In fact, this all came about free of tra any kind of tra uh, established tr tradition. And uh, at the time I, and I, the whole method was turned over to me, Lester uh, had just gave me the, the one part of the, what's now the Sedona method, and it was about choosing to let things go. Over the years, four more other ways, actually five other ways of letting go have evolved out of me working with people and seeing what they needed. And so the technique has evolved dramatically uh, since, uh, since I took over active, an act, more active role. I worked with Lester many years, uh, for 18 years, actually. And right uh, uh, after he passed, uh, right before he passed, he said, look, the method is going to evolve as you work with it and just allow it, just let that happen. And you'll find more and more effective ways of helping people discover that they're not limited by their emotions and also helping people discover the truth of who or what they really are. So that's the, the story of the evolution of this. As I teach mindfulness, so many people come to the conclusion that, you know, I really understand mindfulness. The only hard part is letting go. <laughs> and and the, the interesting thing is, I love how you describe that in your book, the action of picking up, holding and dropping a pen Yes. You say it's that easy. I'd yes. like to hear you explain it to oh, our listeners. Oh, sure, sure. It's also visual. So yes, I'll close the pen so I don't stab, stab anything with it. But for this, let me first say that I mentioned already children. Children do letting go naturally. Have you ever seen a young child fall down and then look around to see if they need to be upset? Yes. And if they didn't catch anyone's eye then there was no need for an upset. They just right. let it go. 
But on the other hand, if they caught someone's eye, they could manufacture an upset on yes. demand. <laughs> but as soon as they got the attention they were looking for, they dropped it. They'd have a not, children have not, young children have knocked down drag out fights with their best friend. And I'm never going to talk to you again. And five minutes, 10 minutes later, they're playing like nothing ever happened. That's because they do this naturally. And you do it naturally right now. Everyone listening to this does. Because if you remember the last time you had a really good belly laugh, belly laugh not just a little titter, but you really spontaneously started laughing. Laughter is one of nature's escape valves. And laughter is a natural form of letting go. And but we also, as adults, let go when our back is against the wall. We can, when we can't stand it anymore, we just go, oh, my God, and we let go. But you can learn to do it on command whenever you need it, even in the middle of the most traumatic situations or even in the middle of all the turmoil that's happening on the planet right now and all the things that keep changing and the amazing stuff that's going on on the planet is pretty, can be pretty disturbing. And having that as a background, in addition to just the normal things in life, can make it overwhelming. But even then, you can let go easily. And so what do we mean by letting go? So for the sake of this analogy, this pen represents our unwanted emotions and also our limiting thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and ideas. And your hand represents your gut or your awareness. Now pick up some object or in your environment. It could be a pen, it could be a pencil, and put it in your hand and grip it really tightly. Now, if you did this long enough, it would start to feel really familiar and also get really uncomfortable. But that's enough, that's enough grabbing. <laughs> so open your hand and roll the object around in your hand. Now, is this object attached to your hand? Obviously not. But if you think about how you relate to your emotions, you forget that it's not attached. It's even in our language. We don't say, I feel sad. We say, I'm sad. I am the sadness. We don't say, I feel angry. We say, I'm angry. I am the anger. That's how identified we are with this. And so now close your hand lightly around the object. Turn your hand upside down and then just drop it. Let it go in your hand. That's how easy it can be to let go of even long-standing issues, long-standing places that have felt stuck inside. As you get more in touch with this, as you play with this, as you explore this, you'll find that you let go more and more easily when you do a process, the, the, the type of processes that we teach, but also you let go more and more spontaneously in, in life instead of just, you know, most of, the most of the time we're like this in life. It's like, oh, and we're, we're really contracted around whatever we don't like. And that's why it persists because we're so contracted around it. We're resisting it. But as you let go, that residual resistance that we live life through starts to dissolve. And the light and the love and the truth and the beingness that we are shines forth. 
it always has been here. It is our natural state. It is what's here all the time. But as you let go of all the coverings we put around, it, that light shines through. And it's not just us, an internal experience. Other people can actually perceive it. People can see that light, not physically, but they can feel it. They can maybe see it in your eyes. And that light, that love, as it enlivens your body, mind, and, and, and um, illuminates your world, your relationship to the world dramatically transforms. Your relationships get easier and more harmonious. It's easier to deal with having, having being and doing what you need to do to have a healthy income. And your body naturally corrects itself, even without the Sedona method trying to treat or diagnose or cure anything. And most importantly, if you're actually on any kind of spiritual path, or even if you just want to figure out what's true and what isn't, it gets easier and easier to do that. You'll find that whatever practices you're doing now that you really like, the resistance you have that causes you to forget them or to not do them. And also the inner holdbacks inside of you that prevent you from getting the full benefit. In other words, I'm sure you've all experienced doing techniques that worked in the past and aren't working right now. Well, that has to do with the fact that the mind learns to armor itself against things that are going to undo the mind. And as you let go, what happens is all the things that you know work in life get easier to get yourself to do. Your meditations get deeper, more natural, more flowing. You can meditate longer. Your, your, uh, what, your, it's, your body can do hold poses longer. There's, there's just a whole host of benefits. From, from being able to let go more. And then the method itself is a complete, the Sedona method is a complete tool to create mindfulness and the experience of enlightenment in life. And so it in and of itself can really support you in that ultimate goal. I have a question from one of my listeners and good friend, John Marshall Roberts, and he asked this, he said, with the letting go and releasing using the Sedona method, he says, can it be dangerous as a way of escaping and not dealing with or not facing tough issues and emotions? Is there any danger there? Not in my experience. Again, I've worked with hundreds of thousands of people who are not all of it directly, most people learn the Sedona method from the Sedona method book or our audio programs, but the, or f uh, from other people who have learned how to facilitate this. Um, I just do, I train our coaches, our trainers, or, or our teachers, and I, uh, and I do our advanced trainings. So the uh, in my experience, where you're more likely to be able to face whatever you're hiding from emotionally 
you're less likely to run away. Most of the time we're either escaping or suppressing our emotions or we're expressing them. The Sedona, so one side is escaping or suppression and the other side is expression. But the balancing point between these two is releasing. So what happens is the more you do this, the less you get caught in either not expressing fully when you should be or over-expressing when, you, when it's really going to be detrimental to the you and people around you. And you also stop needing to escape, needing to live in denial, needing to get drunk uh, because you're drunk on life. You're drunk on your own inner happiness. And so the more you do this, the, the more present you are and aware of emotion because you know you can let it go. You don't have to pretend it's not there or deny it or run, run away from it. But at the same time, you're also more able to handle life in a way that really opens life to you. In, on every level, including the re- level of that which is beyond. So is it true that you believe that the world does not exist and that we'll get to a point where we'll realize the world never even happened? Yes, I do. It's not just a belief. What I've seen is that this, this state, that, that uh, the waking state, is just a state of mind. It, it, it arises inter, uh, along with the sleep state and the dream state. And these states pass through awareness. What you are is that which is naturally present to, mindful of, whatever is arising moment to moment. That's what's natural. And the, this world that we think is so real has as much substance as the dreams you had last night. Now, I'm not saying there, you, ha- you, you shouldn't take that my word for it, and you shouldn't act like it's a dream, but be open to it at least as a possibility. Always act responsibly. Always fulfill your commitments and your responsibilities and do what you can to help others, even if they're just imagined. But at the same time, the more you realize that this is uh, an illusion, the more you realize that, the more you are, you, the less you get caught up in it, and the more appropriately you deal with it. Is it true that the Sedona method can even help people who have terrible physical pain? Yes. Absolutely. How, how does that work? Well, pain is uh, not, there's a natural pain that is just a, a warning signal that the body is giving us. And what happens is we don't listen to the signal. We try to suppress it. We try to avoid it. We cover it up with uh, drugs and, and, uh, or activity. And all that does is it gets more and more hooked into our consciousness. And we also have a whole story about pain. So we're not really experiencing the sensation in the moment. We're experiencing every other time we've had a, a similar sensation 
And that makes it much more difficult to just simply let it go. But you can discover from your own direct experience that you can actually let go of pain, even chronic pain, and and have it get less and less and less until it stops coming back. And also when you let go of the pain associated with from wherever it's coming from, even if it's psychological, you, do, you don't do it by trying to figure out why it's there. What you do is you release the pain. And then if you, you get these insights about why it's there after the fact, after you've released the pain. So you get immediate relief and then you go, oh, I know. I, I ha-, and you may have totally forgotten this. I lifted something yesterday, which threw my back out. That's why I just need to stretch a little and this will pop in. That's just a simple example. But sometimes we get so lost in our story of pain that we don't realize there may be things we can do besides letting go that, that will really help with it, that aren't as extreme as the alternatives that people have been telling us we need to follow. So in my experience, you can let go of pain directly. And you could, and in doing so, you also discover ways to mitigate the pain or not even create it again in your life very naturally. I'm sure there have been hundreds of thousands of stories of people that you've worked with that have been transformed. Can you share a story with us about sure. someone who has use the Sedona method who has been trained by you and they've just gone through a transformation. Well, let's see. Uh, There've been so many. Let me think of someone, try to think of someone recent. Well, here's just, uh, you know, it's interesting. You say share a story. Uh, One of the beauties of the Sedona method is we don't get lost in the story. We often, we, uh, we so released, we forget even the story of why we were suffering to begin with. But uh, I'll give you some examples. Um, I've had people come to a retreat having experienced insomnia for decades. And within just a night or two of being on the retreat, they're sleeping soundly. And I followed up with some of these people and they were still sleeping soundly. I've had people who had been struggling for years to just make ends meet after uh, diving into this process ways to to approach abundance and finance in a new creative way with a more open and conscious mindset and their income doubled tripled quadrupled or went up exp- even exponentially beyond that. I've had people uh, who had severe fears and phobias have them simply drop away without drugs. Uh, and the other thing I've seen, is, so universally people find that their relationships get easier, more natural, more open, more loving, even their uh, business relationships. They find pe- their business relations get more cooperative and they 
they find harmony and mutuality much more easily in all relationships, but including in business relationships. I've seen people um, also just start living life as that which they truly are, as that presence of awareness of beingness or isness that we are. Most of us, when we touch that, after practice or spontaneously consider it a, a, a blessing i hope or but more importantly it's a peak experience it's like wow you know that's was amazing i want to hold on to that and get more of that by the way that's why it slips away because we don't realize that what happens in what we call peak experiences is that the truth of who we are is shining through more just because the mind it's gotten out of the way it's the mind that comes and goes. What we call peak experiences is just the absence of mind or the, the thinning of all the tendencies in the mind. So I've seen people, I know literally thousands of people who live as what's beyond the mind. And they've done that through just using the simple process. and. These are all universal things I've seen from releasing. And I'm trying to remember a specific. Why well, I can share a specific uh, from myself. In, in the late uh, 90s, I was sent home to die. I wasn't sent home to die like Lester, but I um, had a severe meningitis encephalitis attack and I was sent. Uh, was in the emergency room uh, in, in a hospital, went to intensive care. And because of all the work I had done on myself, what happened is, and the doctors didn't think I was going to live, but I didn't release in that whole situation to try to live. When I released, a lot of the time I didn't need to. And even though there was extreme pain, and even though there was this very strong possibility I wouldn't survive, I was totally at peace. And uh, I was able to calm down people around me who were more upset than I was. And the body healed relatively rapidly. And I went on to, to, to live decades after that happened. And Lester Levinson used to say, you should be able to have severe physical problems with your body and be at peace. And when he first said that to me, or he, he didn't say it to me directly, he said it to a group that I was in, I was very doubtful that that was even possible. But after this experience, I, I was able to speak from my own direct experience that even in extreme physical problems, you can be at peace. And being at peace, you also know how to handle them appropriately. Hale, I've worked in the field of bullying prevention for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I always like to ask a question about this. Do you have a story you can share? Were you ever bullied? Or were you yes. a bully? Or do you have a no, story? I was bullied. <laughs> I Tell was us pretty, about that. I was pretty introverted growing up. It was only through a lot of work on my part. My, my tendency is still introvert. But when I'm in front of a group, it's not there. 
I'm totally, I mean, I've been in front of thousands of people and I felt completely at home and with zero discomfort or fear about it. And, uh, and for an introvert, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't have anxiety before starting getting in front of a room of people. But anyway, bullying. I remember uh, in elementary school being bullied often. And at the time, I didn't know what to do about it. So I tried to just avoid the bullies. And it was only years later that I realized that they were bullying me because they were insecure. They were suffering. And that helped me see it from a new perspective. And in my experience, when people let go, they find that if they've been over-assertive to the degree of being a bully, that actually tends to fall away. And those people who have not been able to stand up to the bullies, I mean, honestly, there are bullies in life, even as adults. and when you let go, you stand strong in your own inner power. Because in my experience, the power within each and every one of us is infinite. And it's more available to us the more we let go. But you stand strong in your inner knowingness and your power as you let go. And you know when to, to flow with whatever is going on in life. And you know when to say, no, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that to me or to this other person. And because you're doing it from this place of strength, not a place of fear or anger, you can diffuse situations. You are not, you become part of the solution, even if someone's bullying you or someone else that you know. And it doesn't escalate like it sometimes does. Right, right. Another one of Lester Levison's students, Larry Crane, came up with a technique called the release technique. Yes. And I'm wondering how that differs from the Sedona method, because the Sedona method is so effective, so simple and yet so effective. And I can't imagine another one that's better, but can you tell us well, what the uh, difference the, is? Yes. The main difference is the release technique is um, taught in a much more forceful way. And it only teaches one way of letting go. The the basic way of uh, just deciding to drop it. Whereas the Sedona method has incorporated welcoming, allowing what is to be, diving into the core of the emotion, discovering, we, we can discover from our own direct experience that whatever we're experiencing, we're just seeing one side, but there's always a flip side. And when you welcome both, they both dissolve. And the Sedona method also has non-duality built into it as a as through techniques that help you discover that your non-dual nature. None of that's in the release technique. It just it it is a good way of exploring just the first way of letting go, not the other ways. And uh, Larry was also a student of Lester, although Lester never wanted him to teach. He wanted him to help get the, the teachings out to the world and support other teachers. I see. Well, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. Sure. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has 
been a, a mindful influence in your life? Well, in addition to Lester, uh, I've been very fortunate to spend time with other realized teachers and someone who I really still love with all my heart uh, is a teacher named Robert Adams. He was a fully realized uh, devotee of Ramana Maharshi. And he gained his understanding. Actually, Ramana woke up at age 16. Robert woke up at age 14. And before he even met Ramana Maharshi, he went to Paramahansa Yogananda to try to figure out what he was experiencing years later. And Paramahansa sent him to see Ramana in India. He said, I'm not your teacher. Ramana is your teacher. And so I was very fortunate to spend some really quality time with Robert at the end of his life. And he was just a living embodiment of way more than just mindfulness, just living truth. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? And <laughs> I know that you kind of touched on that a lot already. But. Well, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> well, mindfulness is actually not something that I strive to because I don't feel like I need to. It's just what's natural for me. Yeah. And, but my relationship to my emotions, harmonious. Emotions still arise from time to time, but I don't identify with them and they don't stick around. And if I need to go into an emotion to communicate, then I can go into it very strongly if I need to. Once the communication is done, it's gone. So letting go through using the Sedona method, which is a tool for mindfulness, amongst many other things, totally transformed my relationship to emotion. Tell us how breathing is part of your life. I find that the more you let go, the more you're breathing you know, most of us carry a lump in our center or around our diaphragm. It's contraction. Mm -hmm. And we don't really breathe fully. But one of the things you'll find as you let go is that you, your breathing relaxes and opens. And you can breathe much more deeply. And I also believe that it's important to support your energetic uh, system. And so I also occasionally or actually I regularly do pranayamas uh, just to support that. Because even though I don't need to do that, it, it feels wonderful and I want to support my body and, and the mind, being more cooperative. Your book, The Sedona Method, is fantastic. And the subtitle is Your Key to Lasting Happiness, Success, Peace, and Emotional Well-Being. I know and that's a mouthful. <laughs> It's a mouthful, but it's very meaningful. And you also wrote the, the Happiness is Free and It's Easier Than You Think books, yeah. which it's a series of books. And those, those are all wonderful books. Are there any other books that you would suggest or recommend on this topic? Uh, yes. Talks by Ramana Maharshi uh, and Silence of the Heart by Robert Adams. And I Am That by Nisargadatta Maharaj. Those three books are some of my favorites. The, those teachers, what we teach is so close to what they teach, just in a much more westernized languaging, that people find that they can go between those three teachers and what we do seamlessly, and there's a huge synergistic support. And I personally still love reading them myself. 
Well, thanks for that. And we'll put those books in our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that in there. And the, the last question is, can you share an app of any kind that can help with getting focused, with mindfulness? With any oh, yes. There's, a, there's an app that actually called iRelease. And uh, there are two of them. Uh, you'll know which is which because the one that's the one that has the Sedona method built into it has this beautiful lotus on it. Uh, and it's not something I developed. It was developed by Enrica James and Tim McCavitt, who are two of my lead instructors using the Sedona method. And it's on iTunes and the Google Play. So it's not really actually associated with the organization, but it does contain some of our, our teachings. And I think it's a fabulous app. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, Mindful Tribe, download that app and check it out. I release and look for the Lotus emblem on there. And I think that you put together a gift. Yes. If yes. I remember right. Yes. Tell I us do. about that. Well, we have, um, uh, Years ago, I put together a movie called Letting Go. This It's the Sedona Method movie slash Letting Go. And um, it's a, an hour and eight minute exploration of the Sedona Method that actually even teaches you a little bit of the process. And it's, it's actually quite, entertainment, uh, quite entertaining and fun to watch. And we are making it available for free, uh, unlimited access to it for free. Um, uh, at this URL, Sedona.com forward slash mindfulness. So again, Sedona.com forward slash mindfulness. And uh, you'll get unlimited access uh, to this wonderful movie. And you can share it with anyone. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for making that available. And I highly recommend the Sedona method. I, I know that when I discovered it, I found that it just made such a world of difference, you know, and I'm sure thousands and thousands of people have found the same, hundreds of thousands, really. Yeah. So any final words, any final thoughts as yes. we wrap up? Yes. Yes. Just all of you watching this or listening to this, I'm sure some of you would just listen to the recording. Just know that you are already perfection. You are already whole, complete and enough as you are, not in some future time, not when everything gets to be the way you would love it to be in life, but right here, right now. And that actually can become your living experience if you're open to it, if you're willing to explore the truth of who you are, and you're willing to let go of all the lies your mind has been telling you about how limited you are. So I just encourage you, to stay open to that which you truly are and live it in your life and let go as best you can. If you do that, miraculous things will happen. And remember, it is natural. That's what's natural. And it's always available to you. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here, Hale. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye now. 
Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you did, please tell your friends about the show. Every person who subscribes and listens helps our show. So in the meantime, take what you heard today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. 